Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text and the manual for teachers of the Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily reading and the lesson for the day sent to your email from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 10.45, 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading in the Manual for Teachers with Section 23, Does Jesus Have a Special Place in Healing? And Section 24, Is Reincarnation True? Well, we are also mindful of our lesson today, which is 361. The next five lessons are the same. This holy instant, what I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. We'll pause and reflect on that lesson and the epilogue for the workbook at the top of the hour. And should anyone like to volunteer to do that or lead that reflection today, it would be most welcome as Fran is in recovery mode after a little accident. Um, Let's see, by way of opening this morning, I've been saving this, this poem for this day. It's from Mark Nepo, N-E-P-O. It is called Accepting This. Accepting This. Yes, it is true. I confess I have thought great thoughts and sung great songs. All of it rehearsal for the majesty of being held. The dream is awakened when thinking I love you. And life begins when saying I love you. And joy moves the blood when embracing others with love. My efforts now turn from trying to outrun suffering to accepting love wherever I can find it. Stripped of causes and plans and things to strive for, I've discovered everything I could need or ask for is right here in flawed abundance. We cannot eliminate hunger, but we can feed each other. We cannot eliminate loneliness, but we can hold each other. We cannot eliminate pain, but we can live a life of compassion. Ultimately, we are living things awakened in the stream like human fish. We're asked to experience meaning in the life that moves through the gill of our heart. There is nothing to do and nowhere to go. Accepting this, we can do everything and go anywhere. This holy instant, what I give to you. Amen. Beautiful, Laura. Thank you. Mark Nepo is so cool. <laughs> Ooh, love Nepo. Thank Thanks. you, Lori. Thanks, you guys. I love that poem, accepting this. All right, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Lemoyne, Charles, Donna, and Jessica. 
We're joined in listening this morning by Ida, Diana, and Judy. And has anyone else come along to join us this morning? Okay, well, let's get underway then. In the Manual for Teachers, section 23, does Jesus have a special place in healing? God's gifts can rarely be received directly. Even the most advanced of God's teachers will give way to temptation in this world. Would it be fair if their pupils were denied healing because of this? The Bible says, quote, ask in the name of Jesus Christ, end quote. Is this merely an appeal to magic? A name does not heal, nor does an invocation call forth any special power. What does it mean to call on Jesus Christ? What does calling on his name confer? Why is the appeal to him part of healing? Well, Lemoyne. Okay. Uh, Manual for Teachers, Section 23. Does Jesus have a special place in healing? God's gifts can rarely be received directly. Even the most advanced of God's teachers will give way to temptation in this world. Would it be fair if their pupils were denied healing because of this? The Bible says, ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Is this merely an appeal to magic? A name does not heal, nor does an invocation call forth any special power. What does it mean to call on Jesus Christ? What does calling on this name confer? Why is the appeal to him part of healing? We have repeatedly stated that one who has perfectly accepted the atonement for himself can heal the world. Indeed, he has already done so. Temptation may recur to others, but never to this one. He has become the risen Son of God. He has overcome death because he has accepted life. He has recognized himself as God created him. And in so doing, he has recognized all living things as part of him. There is no... There is now no limit on his power because it is the power of God. So has his name become the name of God for he no longer sees himself as separate from him. Thank you, Lemoyne and Charles. Thank you. Paragraph 2. We have repeatedly stated that one who has perfectly accepted the atonement for himself can heal the world. Indeed, he has already done so. Temptation may recur to others, but never to this one. He has become the risen Son of God. He has overcome death 
because he has accepted life. He has recognized himself as God created him. And in doing so, he has recognized all living things as part of him. There is now no limit on his power because it is the power of God. So has his name become the name of God. For he no longer sees himself as separate from him. What does this mean to you? It means that in remembering Jesus, you are remembering God. The whole relationship of the Son to the Father lies in Him. His part in the Sonship is also yours, and His completed learning guarantees your own success. Is, his, is He still available? for help? What did he say about this? Remember his promises and ask yourself honestly whether it is likely that he will fail to keep them. Can God fail his son? Can one who is one with God be unlike him? Who transcends the body has transcended limitation. Would the, greater, would the greatest teacher be unavailable to those who follow him? Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And Donna. Three. What does this mean to you? It means that in remembering Jesus... You are remembering God. The whole relationship of the Son to the Father lies in Him. His part in the Sonship is also yours. And His completed learning guarantees your own success. Is it still, is He still available for help? What did He say about this? Remember His promises. And ask yourself honestly whether it is likely that he will fail to keep them. Can God fail his son? And can one who is one with God be unlike him? Who transcends, who transcends the body has transcended, transcended limitation. Would the greatest teacher be unavailable to those who follow him? For the name of Jesus Christ as such is but a symbol, but it stands for love that is not of this world. It is a symbol that can safely be used as a replacement for the many names of all the gods you pray to. It becomes the shining symbol for the word of God, so close to what it stands for that the little space between the two is lost the moment that the name is called to mind. Remembering his name is to give thanks for all the gifts that God has given you. And gratitude to God becomes the way in which he is remembered. 
For love cannot be far behind a grateful heart and thankful mind. God enters easily, for these are the true conditions for your coming home. Thank you, Donna and Jessica. For the name of Jesus Christ as such is but a symbol. But it stands for love that is not of this world. It is a symbol that can safely be used as a replacement for the many names of all the gods you pray to. It becomes the shining symbol for the word of God. So close to what it stands for that the little space between the two is lost the moment that the name is called to mind. Remembering his name is to give thanks for all the gifts that God has given you. And gratitude to God becomes the way in which he is remembered. For love cannot be far behind a grateful heart and thankful mind. God enters easily, for there are the true conditions for your coming home. Five, Jesus has led the way. Why would you not be grateful to him? He has asked for love, but only that he might give it to you. You do not love yourself. But in his eyes, your loveliness is so complete and flawless that he sees in it an image of his father. You become the symbol of his father here on earth. To you, he looks for hope, because in you, he sees no limit and no stain to mar your beautiful perfection. In his eyes, Christ's vision shines in perfect constancy. He has remained with you. Would you not learn the lesson of salvation through his learning? Why would you choose to start again when he has made the journey for you? Thank you, Jessica. And would there be a new reader for five and six? I'm in. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Jesus has led the way. Why would you not be grateful to him? He has asked for love, but only that he might give it to you. You do not love yourself, but in his eyes, your loveliness is so complete and flawless that he sees in it an image of his father. You become the symbol of his Father here on earth. To you, he looks for hope, because in you, he sees no limit and no stain to mar your beautiful perfection. In his eyes, Christ's vision shines in perfect constancy. He has remained with you. Would you not learn the lesson of salvation Through his learning, why would you choose to start again when he has made the journey for you? 
No one on earth can grasp what heaven is or what its one creator really means. Yet we have witnesses. It is to them that wisdom should appeal. There have been those whose learning far exceeds what we can learn. Nor would we teach the limitations we have laid on us. No one who has become a true and dedicated teacher of God forgets his brothers. Yet what he can offer them is limited by what he learns himself. Then turn to one who laid all limits by and went beyond the farthest reach of learning. He will take you with him, for he did not go alone, and and you were with him then as you are now. Holy instant. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 6 and 7? Six and seven. This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. No one on earth can grasp what heaven is or what its one creator really means. Yet we have witnesses. It is to them that wisdom would appeal. There have been those whose learning far exceeds what you can learn. Nor would we teach the limitations we have laid on us. No one who can become a true and dedicated teacher of God forgets his brothers. Yet what he can offer them is limited by what he learns himself. Then turn to one who laid all limits by and went beyond the farthest reach of learning. He will take you with him, for he did not go alone. And you were with him then, as you are now. 7. This course has come from him because his words have reached you in a language you can love and understand. Are other teachers possible to lead the way to those who speak in different tongues and appeal to different symbols? Certainly there are. Would God leave anyone without a very present help in time of trouble? A Savior who can symbolize himself? Yet do we need a many-faceted curriculum, not because of content differences, but because symbols must shift and change to suit the need. Jesus has come to answer yours. In him you find God's answer. Do you then teach with him? For he is with you. He is always here. Thank you, Sandra. 
And would there be another new reader then for seven and rolling into the next section with the first paragraph? Okay, back to you, Lewine. This course has come from him because his words have reached you in a language you can love and understand. <clears throat> Are other teachers possible to lead the way to those who speak in different tongues and appeal to different symbols? Certainly there are. Certainly there are. Would God leave anyone without a very present help in time of trouble? A savior who can symbolize God himself? Yet do we need a many-faceted curriculum, not because of content differences, but because symbols must shift and change to suit the need. Jesus has come to answer yours. In him you find God's answer. Do you then teach with him, for he is with you. He is always here. Section Manual for Teachers 24 is Is Reincarnation True? In the ultimate sense, reincarnation is impossible. There is no past nor future, and the idea of birth into a body has no meaning either once or many times. Reincarnation cannot then be true in any real sense. Our only question should be, is the concept helpful? And that depends, of course, on what it is used for. If it is used to strengthen the recognition of the eternal nature of life, it is helpful indeed. Is any other question about it really useful in lighting up the way? Like many other beliefs, it can be bitterly misused. At least such misuse offers preoccupation and perhaps pride in the past. At worst, it induces inertia in the present. In between, many kinds of folly are possible. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Charles. Thank you. Master, um, I'll be all right. Manual for Teachers 24. Is reincarnation true? Paragraph 1. In the ultimate sense, reincarnation is impossible. There is no past nor future. And the idea of birth into a body has no meaning either once or many times. Reincarnation cannot then 
be true in any real sense. Our only question should be, is this concept helpful? And that depends, of course, on what it is used for. If it is used to strengthen the recognition of the eternal nature of life, it is helpful indeed. Is any other question about it really useful in lightening up the way? Like many other beliefs, it can be bitterly misused. At least, such misuse offers preoccupation and perhaps pride in the past. At worst, it induces inertia in the present. In between, many kinds of folly are possible. Paragraph 2. Reincarnation would not, under any circumstances, be the problem to be dealt with now. If it were responsible for some of the difficulties the individual faces now, his task would still be only to escape them now. If he is laying the groundwork for a future life, he can still work out his salvation only now. To some there may be comfort in the concept. And if it heartens them, its value is self-evident. It is certain, however, that the way to salvation can be found by those who believe in reincarnation and by those who do not. The idea cannot, therefore, be regarded as essential to the curriculum. There is always some risk in seeing the present in the terms of the past. There is always some good in any thought that would strengthen the idea that life and the body are not the same. Amen. Thank you, Charles. And Donna. Two. Reincarnation would not, under any circumstances, be the problem to be dealt with now. If it were responsible, if it were responsible for some of the difficulties the individual faces now, his task would still be only to escape from them now. If he is laying the groundwork for a future life, he would still work out his salvation only now. To some, there may be comfort in the concept, and if it heartens them, its value is self-evident. It is certain, however, that the way to salvation can be found by those who believe in reincarnation and by those who do not. The idea cannot, therefore, be regarded as essential to the curriculum. There is always some risk in in seeing the present in terms of the past. There is always some good in any thought which strengthens the idea that life and the body are not the same. Three, for our purposes, it would not be helpful to 
take any definite stand on reincarnation. A teacher of God should be as helpful to those who believe in it as those who do not. If a definite stand on it were required of him, it would merely limit his usefulness as well as his own decision-making. Our course is not concerned with any concept that is not acceptable to anyone, regardless of his formal beliefs. His ego will be enough for him to cope with, and it is not part of wisdom to add sectarian controversies to his burdens. Nor would there be any advantage in his premature acceptance of the course merely because it advocates a long-held belief of his own. Thank you, Donna. And Jessica. Three. For our purposes, it would not be helpful to take any definite stand on reincarnation. A teacher of God should be as helpful to those who believe in it as to those who do not. If a definite stand on it were required of him, it would merely limit his usefulness as well as his own decision-making. Our course is not concerned with any concept that is not acceptable to anyone, regardless of his formal beliefs. His ego will be enough for him to cope with, and it is not part of wisdom to add sectarian controversies to his burdens. Nor would there be an advantage in his premature acceptance of the course merely because it advocates a long-held belief of his own. Four, it cannot be too strongly emphasized that this course aims at a complete reversal of thought. When this is finally accomplished, issues such as the validity of reincarnation become meaningless. Until then, they are likely to be merely controversial. The teacher of God is therefore wise to step away from all such questions, for he has much to teach and learn apart from them. He should both learn and teach that theoretical issues but waste time, draining it away from its appointed purpose. If there are aspects to any concept or belief that will be helpful, he will be told about it. He will also be told how to use it. What more need he know? Thank you, Jessica. And Judy, are you able to read again? Four and five? Sure, I am. Thank you, Lori. Okay, thank you. It, it, four, it cannot be too strongly emphasized that this course aims at complete reversal of thought. When this is finally accomplished, issues such as the validity of reincarnation become meaningless. Until then, they are likely to be merely controversial. The teacher of God is, therefore, wise to step away from all such questions, for he has much to teach and learn apart from them. He should both learn and teach that theoretical issues, theoretical issues, 
but waste time, draining it away from its appointed purpose. If there are aspects to any concept, any concept or belief that will be helpful, he will be told about it. He will also be told how to use it. What more need he know? Does this mean that the teacher of God should not believe in reincarnation himself or discuss it with others who do? The answer is certainly not. If he does believe in reincarnation, it would be a mistake for him to renounce the belief unless his internal teacher so advised. And this is most unlikely. He might be advised that he is misusing the belief in some way that is detrimental to his pupil's advance or his own. Reinterpretation would then be recommended because it is necessary. All that must be recognized. However, it is that birth was not the beginning. Excuse me. All that must be recognized, however, is that birth was not the beginning and death is not the end. Yet, even this much is not required of the beginner. He need merely accept the idea that what he knows is not necessarily all there is to learn. His journey has begun. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And uh, Sandra. Sure. Does this mean that the teacher of God should not believe in reincarnation himself or discuss it with others who do? The answer is certainly not. If he does believe in reincarnation, it would be a mistake for him Sorry, if he does believe in reincarnation, it would be a mistake for him to renounce the belief unless his internal teacher so advised. And this is most unlikely. He might be advised that he is misusing the belief in some way which is detrimental to his pupil's advance or his own. Reinterpretation would then be recommended because it would be necessary. All that must be recognized, however, is that birth was not the beginning and death is not the end. Yet even this much is not required of the beginner. He need merely accept the idea that what he knows is not necessarily all there is to learn. His journey has begun. Six, the emphasis of this course always remains the same. It is at this moment that complete salvation is offered you, and it is at this moment that you can accept it. It, This is still your one responsibility. Atonement might be equated with the total escape from the past and the total lack of interest in the future. Heaven is here. There is nowhere else. Heaven is now. There is no other time. No teaching that does not lead to this is of concern to God's teachers. All beliefs will point to this if properly interpreted. In this sense, it can be said 
that their trust, sorry, that their truth lies in their usefulness. All beliefs that lead to progress should be honored. This is the sole criteria this course requires. No more than this is necessary. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be a new reader then to finish this morning with paragraph six? Okay, Lemoyne, the honor is yours. Oh, lucky me. (laughs) Okay. The emphasis of this course always remains the same. It is at this moment that complete salvation is offered you, and it is at this moment that you can accept it. This is still your one responsibility. Atonement might be equated with total escape from the past and total lack of interest in the future. Heaven is here. There is nowhere else. Heaven is now. There is no other time. No teaching that does not lead to this is of concern to God's teachers. All beliefs will point to this if properly interpreted. In this sense, it can be said that their truth lies in their usefulness. All beliefs that lead to progress should be honored. This is the sole criterion this course requires. No more than this is necessary. Thank you, LeMoyne. And thank you, everyone, who read this morning. Um, I think rather than uh, trying to attempt a summary, it would be um, most useful should should our discussion be directed by favorite paragraphs, maybe those words that most deeply speak to the heart. Uh, and we can summarize together if that's all right. And um, since Fran is, uh, Fran had an accident over the weekend and is currently hospitalized and will join us just as soon as she can. But in the interim, uh, we're looking for a volunteer who might be willing to touch on the epilogue to the workbook this morning and uh, today's lesson. This is Sandra. I can do it. All right, Sandra. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, and this is Lemoyne. I just want to speak for the section titled "And Now for the Rest." Get that lovely word "now." <laughs> Our final lesson. I... Yeah. Yes, that one. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Our final lessons. Our final lesson will be left as free of words as possible. We can use them but at the beginning of our practicing and only to remind us 
that we seek to go beyond words. Let us turn to him who leads the way and makes our footsteps sure. To him we leave these lessons as to him we give our lives henceforth. For we would not return again to the belief in sin which made the world seem ugly and unsafe, attacking and destroying, dangerous in all its ways and treacherous beyond the hope of trust and the escape of pain. We will not end this year without the gift our Father promised to his Holy Son. We are forgiven now. We are innocent. And we are saved from all the wrath we thought belonged to God and found it was a dream. We are restored to sanity in which we understand that anger is insane. Attack is mad and vengeance merely foolish fantasy. We have been saved from wrath because we learned we were mistaken. Nothing more than that. And is a father angry at his son because he failed to understand the truth? Lesson 361 through 365. This holy instant would I give you. Be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. And if I need a word to help me, he will give it to me. If I need a thought, that he will also give. And if I need but stillness and a tranquil, open mind, these are the gifts I will receive of him. He is in charge by my request, and he will hear and answer me because he speaks for God, my Father, and his Holy Son. For I, this holy instant, would I give you, give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Take a minute to focus in on this lesson. Lesson 361, this holy instant would I give you. 
be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. This is so beautiful to me because this holy instant what I give you give to you um, is for me it it the holy instant is to know that I am innocent, that you are innocent, that that we are all innocent. We've bought into a lie that 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 we're not worthy, that there's something wrong here, that this world is an evil, bad place, that it's not to be trusted. That's how I was programmed. Who in charge? Who's you? It's be the Holy Spirit. My Holy Spirit has to be in charge of this world. My higher mind, I have to see this world from a different perspective than than a horizontal perspective. I have to be vertical. I have to keep looking up, up to my Creator. For I would follow you, Spirit, certain that your direction gives me peace. And it's it's here. The Comforter is here. My Holy Spirit is here. Whenever I go back to the horizontal plane and start judging and assessing <laughs> everything and everyone and seeing good and evil and and perceiving from a from a dualistic perspective of good and evil, black and white. Then I can call on my Holy Spirit. I can call in innocence on my Holy Spirit and ask to be shown the truth. But if somehow I think I'm guilty and that I should be punished for something I'm not guilty. I'm innocent. And something that caught my attention in the reading is um, um, I think it was was in this part. Sorry. Maybe it's the next Oh, yes, it was in the second part of um, Is Reincarnation Real? The second part would be paragraph two. There is always some good in any thought which strengthens the idea that life and the body are not the same. And that kind of caught my eye because I thought, wait a minute, this body is a representation of life. It has life in it. But the difference between life and the body is that the body is temporal. body is not eternal. It's not immortal. It's not infinite. But the life force is eternal. It's immortal. It's infinite. And this book is asking me not to identify with my body, with the body. It's asking me to identify with the life force, with the word of God, with the truth of life itself. And the body is, a, is an 
is an extension of the life force and it carries the life force but the difference is it it has it, it's it's temporal it doesn't last forever so because it's temporal and because it does carry the life force in it the love force i need to use it for its right purpose and that's to extend the love of god, of god to extend the truth of life onto this uh, into form into this place called that has form in it that is material because if if i don't bring that love that light that forgiveness that kindness that understanding that patience that tolerance to this planet it won't be here unless i bring it unless you bring it it won't be in your world unless you bring it and i bring it into my world and boy it's it's not easy sometimes especially when when people misread don't understand where you're coming from don't see you that has to be okay with me because it was okay for the Christ he experienced that same thing i'm complete thank you sandra thank you sandra. that was very clear and inclusive thank you sandra Thank you, Sandra. Hi. Hi, this is Chris. Glad to be here. Practicing being in the moment and just listening. Um, I appreciate my teaching of a specific yoga that tells me that my breath is very powerful that something is breathing in me and that's something I like to call that energy that that frequency God so it really serves me to be totally aware of the breath when i'm totally aware of the breath in the moment in this holy instant i'm totally aware of god um and i love this lesson that supports that that i could be in the holy instant being aware of the breath going in and the breath going out and being given what i need to say being given how i need to see something and 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 creating a stillness within me that's open and receptive to that and and cultivating a habit of giving every moment through what breeds me to the holy spirit and and receive 
the direction, the feelings, the pull that need that I need to take uh, for myself and for others. Um, and of course, this lesson assures me that by doing that, peace will reign. You know, I love the lessons. I've done them over and over again, and these lessons really help me in putting the principles and its exercise as part of my experience day to day and living it. Um, it's a reminder to continue giving every moment through the breath to that spirit that breathes me, that divine force. Um, very powerful. I, I know when I'm paying attention to my breath and intentionally breathing deeply, my mind is nice and calm if it isn't. And combining that with these loving affirmations from the lessons, boy, oh boy, good stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff. Um, so I started this morning by doing that. And boy, do I feel so, so joyous within myself. Um, so I'm going to continue the habit of bringing my awareness to the life force that breeds me. And it, whatever that brings me in my mind, I'm going to follow it. I'm complete. Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you, Thank you Chris. Thank you. Yeah, I really like Thank that. you. And integration. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. I appreciate Thank being here. Yeah. <laughs> I was on vacation, but I'm almost back. <laughs> Going to work today. It's Robin Marie. Thank you for all of you. Let's not do it. Thank you. Thank you well, for all of good you. Good to hear you, Robin Marie. Robin Marie. The body is not real, but there's a, that's not a reason or excuse that I should not, you know, nurture my body while I'm in it, in this one, uh, you know, um, and I'm sure you all agree with me about that, so I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, when there were people in the past like the Spartans who 
uh, were very Spartan in their in their how they took care of their bodies. I guess uh, I don't know that much about it really, but um, I sometimes have not nurtured my body very much or very well. But it's like stuff it with food and hope hope that uh, takes care of it, but it doesn't because it's normally do I get bigger that way. I haven't been gaining any weight, but I think I've gotten bigger um this year. And um um in the body, um it is hard on the digestion and stuff and I'm not a kid anymore and uh you know, sometimes get belly aches and stuff like that. So I need to uh, watch that a little bit. And I don't think anything that I just said is, is again, all the things that the Course says in this section or in any section. Um, So like I said, I guess I just needed to hear that for myself from saying it out loud in front of you. But whatever could be helpful for you, of course, please take, you know. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, dear one. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. This is Donna. Oh, I could pull something out of every one of these. <laughs> particularly particularly 23-1, the name of Jesus Christ, because uh, when I doubt myself, I always pray to ask God in the name of Jesus and Jesus in the name of Jesus. But the one that popped out at me this morning was four or three. Promise. His promises. And 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 I was funny, before the call I was thinking about I was thinking about the body and I was thinking about um I was think, re, recalling the, uh, um, my experience uh, during chemotherapy with uh, what they call non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, probably everybody knows I received a diagnosis in 2012. October, I'd be dead by Christmas uh, of 2012, if not sooner. But during my chemotherapy, I used two scriptures. Scripture is very powerful to me. It's the word of life. It's a lamp unto our feet. And um, so, even so, and I even I even preached. (laughs) I'm sure all the oncologists first first I prayed, Jesus, please heal this girl. (laughs) I would come in and always share share my wherever I was and and my spiritual walk. And I even um, even. Uh, gave one of the oncologist's nurses a inspired writing, which I found the other day. But the word promises. So about two years into chemo, I, I when, when I want to talk to Jesus, I say, speak, Lord, and he always uh, responds. And I was picking on him because I said, you promised me, you, you promised I would be healed of this. Well, you know, and I implied, what's going on? And he said to me, Donna, I keep my promised promises. And to find that in our reading today, because the word he keeps them is right under, in my book, his promises. 
So praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ. I am complete. Beautiful share. Thank you. Thank you, dear Donna. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Donna. You, Donna. Hello, this is Charles. Thank you, Don. Oh, sorry. It's okay. First of all, I'd like just to say thank you, Jesus, for your ever-loving presence here, for all the loving words that you share in all the many, many ways that you've brought towards us. You've touched our hearts in the light of God's love, You gave us back ourselves again. You truly blessed each and every heart here and joined us as one together in one heart, one love, one light. And I think you especially know that we live within the consciousness of Christ and everything is an expression of the light of God's love the chair I sit in, the floor I touch, the body I seem to live in is but an expression of consciousness itself. And as I turn to the light of God's love and re-identify myself as you would have see me, Jesus, as you would have me see my brothers, Jesus, And as I learn to see everything as an expression of thy loving consciousness, my heart is thrilled to know that I live within the heart of God, along with those I walk in every aspect of life. And that eternity, which has no beginning and no end, brings me great comfort in knowing that which is already accomplished is in you, Christ Jesus. And you share that with us. So these two chapters truly speak to me in ways that helps me to integrate my desire to be more in the atonement What is a true desire for me was my question this morning. A true desire. And I thank you for speaking it to me, Jesus. I thank you, dear ones, for voicing your love and giving word to your truth as we all know it to be. Amen. Thank you. Just beautiful. Thank you. Yes, yes, it was. Thank you, Charles. No, thank you, Charles. I really enjoyed that. Yes, it really was beautiful. Thank you, Charles. Yes, thank you, Charles. I love the peace you imbued your words with. Thank you, dear ones.
Hi guys, it's Jude. I have um, <sighs> just breathing easily today. The the knowing knowingness that God's will is all there is. That heaven is here, here and now, and His will for me is perfect happiness, perfect peace, perfect stillness. That calm assurance that He is with me wherever I go, that I am, I am as He is, an eternally mortal, always here and now. Um, and you know the the reading and the uh, practicing of the holy instant really come together, and and um, the idea of death for me to die to this mistaken self-appraisal of what I think I am, that I am a body that can die, that I am a body and a a small, limited self that can be hurt or humbled or suffer in any way, are all mistaken beliefs to be undone. And the um, reading about the reincarnation um, speaks a lot about the ideas of a be- what a belief is or what a concept is and words, what words are. We read a couple of days ago about the, the use of words in healing and um, that words are unnecessary, that we go to this huge stillness that beckons us to be ourselves, to be ourselves, be happy, be joyous, be free, and to be free of all the mistaken beliefs and, and, and self-concepts that, that have made ourselves into something that we're, we're not. But we believe we are. False self-concepts. And um, I think the, the, the reading on reincarnation re- really reinforces all the stuff that we've been taught before about these, these kinds of things. And the idea of the holy instant and salvation always being now, it's something that really jumps out at me. Um, that reincarnation would not under any circumstances be the problem to be dealt with now. If it were responsible for any of the difficulties I face now, my task would still be only to escape from them now. And that my, um, you know... I can't lay out a groundwork for the future. I can only work out my salvation now. But if it it comforts me and reassures me, then, you know, the value is self-evident. That, um, you know, there's risk in seeing the present in terms of the past. We're taught to let all of the past go, to, 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 to drop my thinking mind all the contents of the, of the thoughts that the world has taught me that I've learned before and hold on to only the beautiful and the, the true and the loving thoughts that encourage me and nurture me and others. That, um, you know, the course cannot be too strongly emphasized. This course, it aims at the complete reversal of the thinking of the ego, that I am limited, that I am vulnerable, that I can be sick, that I can die, 
that I can be hurt or humbled or be afraid. These are all false, non-existent beliefs. They're made up in an imagination, a dream of fear, a dream of judgment, a dream of making ourselves into something that God would say, no, you are my beloved son. You are an idea in my mind, forever held in perfect love. And I love the way the, the reading about Christ speaks of this. He is one who is like God, who transcends the body, transcending limitations. And that he, is, he was a symbol, his body was a symbol, just like our body was a symbol, but he came in to, to demonstrate this is not what we are. And to take him as, as myself, I am, what I am is Christ, so that he can teach me to know what it is that I am. I am that. Same, one, not different, not in part or partial. Completely innocent, always, always becoming eternally, eternally, always here and now, becoming a new expression, extension of the love of God. If I know it, who and what and where I am, it doesn't change. It's a changeless state. Of peace and of, of peace in the presence of being, I am, being I am. So um, in Him I find myself, and in myself I I come home. I come to the the huge huge stillness that beckons me to come home in any given holy instant when I am thinking when the ego is thinking that I could be afraid, that I could, something could hurt me, or that I could hurt something. It's not true. What is true is true, and nothing else is true, so help us God. So heaven is here. There is nowhere else. Heaven is now. There is no other time. And what is hell is what the ego would make of it. Let's be heaven here on earth today. I am complete. <laughs> Love you all. Joy to all. Mm, thank you. Wow. Thank you, Judy. Oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. <laughs> Good. This stuff. is Jessica. Oops. Um. I, I just wanted to weigh in on the reading today. Um, I just am so, so, so blown away by the extreme wisdom of our friend, our elder brother Jesus, the way that he um, helps us to think about, you know, being the teachers and learners that we are. Um, and... You know, the section on reincarnation is such a great example of that. Um, and, uh, Lori, you invited us to read our favorite paragraph. And it's the, I don't think I can do that, but I'll read a few sentences from two different paragraphs. Um, paragraph two about reincarnation, he says, Reincarnation would not, under any circumstances, be the problem to be dealt with now. If it were responsible for some of the difficulties the individual faces now, his task would still be only to 
escape from them now. And uh, that's just such a great reminder because for anyone who has, um, like me, some, some experience of understanding some past life experiences or remembering them or recognizing them or any of that stuff, it is very compelling, especially when they're, they're intense, which they often are, um, it's very compelling to think like, oh, you know, yeah, that's reflected in my life in this way, and that explains this behavior, and that explains this belief or this relationship. And the important thing he's telling us here is that's not, obviously that's not what I need to focus my attention on. Uh, what, what needs to be attended to is the atonement right now, right here, right now, is to accept the atonement. Um, in paragraph three, he says, for our purposes, it would not be helpful to take any definite stand on reincarnation. A teacher of God should be as helpful to those who believe in it as to those who do not. Which is, you know, which is so true about just about any belief. It's like the whole, the whole issue of magic, you know, not to pay it any mind, not to give it any meaning or, or weight, because that's not what we're teaching and learning about. If a definite stand on it were required, it would merely limit his usefulness as well as his own decision-making. And then later he goes on to say that, you know, we'll be guided. Oh, oh, I love in this paragraph three where he says, it it would merely limit his usefulness as well as his own decision-making. Our course is not concerned with any concept that is not acceptable to anyone regardless of his formal beliefs. His ego will be enough for him to cope with, and it is not part of wisdom to add sectarian controversies to his burdens. That's just so beautiful and loving. You know, his ego, my ego, your ego, their ego, everybody's ego is enough to deal with. And we don't want to get bogged down in any kind of belief systems of, you know, specific uh, you know, understandings of reincarnation or, or any magic or anything because the, the, the burden of the ego is enough and that's our primary uh, attention to, is to releasing and letting go of the ego, recognizing the ego and being vigilant only for the kingdom. So when, when you know, my understanding of that now is that that I am always looking out for the truth. That when I hear the ego speaking, I remind myself that is not the kingdom. That's the ego. And I'm not interested in that. It's not, it's not what I want to be paying attention to. I want to be vigilant for the kingdom. I see the kingdom. The kingdom is love. The kingdom is oneness, unity, understanding. Um, and compassion and love. <laughs> um, and then I, I just want to say one more um, thought. In paragraph four, he says, it cannot be too strongly emphasized that this course aims at a complete reversal of thought. Um, that is a very strong statement because 
it's like the one where he says, um, you cannot I, overemphasize the value of your brother. So the value of our brother is so high that we cannot, it's impossible to overemphasize it. And this statement is similar. It cannot be too, cannot be too strongly emphasized that this course aims at a complete reversal of thought. When this is finally accomplished, issues such as the validity of reincarnation become meaningless. Um, so, oh my God, just like so many very, very wise and helpful sentences in this section. Even though it's about reincarnation, it's, it feels to me like it's about a lot of things. Um, you know, the teacher of God is therefore wise to step away from all such questions for he has much to teach and learn apart from them. And I think that is just such a great reminder today for me. Um, thank you guys for being here to help me with this. I'm complete. Oh, that was so lovely, Jessica. I loved every bit of that. <clears throat> and Donna, I didn't uh, have a chance to thank you earlier. That's all. For what? <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite paragraph. This is Ida. Uh, in the part we read today uh, is the last paragraph in Does Jesus Have a Special Place in Healing? So I'm going to read it. <clears throat> this course has come from him because his words have reached you in a language you can love and understand. Are other teachers possible to lead the way to those who speak in different tongues and appeal to different symbols? Certainly there are. Would God leave anyone without a very present help in time of trouble, a savior who can symbolize himself? Yet do we need a multi uh, yet do we need a many faceted curriculum, not because of content differences? but because symbols must shift and change to suit the need. Jesus has come to answer yours. In him you find God's answer. Do you then teach with him, for he is with you. He is always here. Wow, that's so soothing and comforting to me. Thank you, I'm complete. Oh, man, Boy, me too, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, um, 23, paragraph 1, says, What does it mean to call on Jesus Christ? What does calling on his name confer? Why is the appeal to him, appeal to him part of healing? And what came to me from that was, it clears the mind of hindrances and releases faith's power. And from three again, it fits um, uh, that he keeps his promise, promises. And um, there's another place. Uh, and then uh, four, so beautiful because it speaks about gratitude. And I'm reminded that Dr. Horse, um, wonderful saying about gratitude and, and uh, metapsychiatry. Gratitude is the door to joy. And in five, 
It says, But in his eyes your loveliness is so complete and flawless that he sees in it an image of his father. And that reminded me of Genesis 1:26, where God said, Let us make them in our image and after our likeness. And um, and Jesus has come to make us aware in seven, which I think ties with six, aware of God's answer. And from uh, 24.4, the word aims popped out at me, and aims always Dr. Horst said the aim of metapsychiatry is to know God and to know who we are. In order to, to know who we are, we have to know who God is. And that also carried me back to the aim. The aim of the, this course is to realize that we are the image and likeness of God. And that was the purpose Jesus came into the dream to make us understand, as I am, so are you. And what I did is nothing, he said in so many words, to what you will accomplish. I'm so grateful. I am complete. Thanks, Donna. Oh, thank you, Donna. This is Sandra, and what really caught me was what Jessica kept referring to, complete reversal of thought. And I thought about that, um, you know, which may look like reincarnation. (laughs) It may have something to do because, you know, the thoughts that I was programmed to believe was that I was unworthy, that there was something wrong with me, you know, blah, 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 all this baloney. It's like what Judy calls the baloney grinder, (laughs) that I'm not good enough, you know, all that bullshit. And so the complete reversal, and what I understand is that I have to repeat lessons until I learn them. And and the lessons are, and and the it seems to me that the lessons are integrated for me in layers. So sometimes I may have to repeat a lesson over and over again, and it's not because I'm doing anything wrong, because I'm innocent. That's that's. That's the atonement is to to embrace and embody that I'm innocent, to embrace and embody that you're innocent. You're just coming from a from faulty information that you were given as well as I was given, and it, it's just another layer coming off. I'm not doing anything wrong here. It's just another layer. Mm. I'm complete. Well, I can get down with that, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Steve here. I love the emphasis on the... Good morning. I love the shares and the emphasis in the course on the importance and the sacredness of right now. 
people speak about life after death, but the Course is speaking about what about life after birth right now? And I'm okay having certain things be a mystery. I'm okay because we read earlier, I don't know whether no, it was an earlier call, about the beginning of, of uh, open-heartedness and love is say, I don't know. And let the grand mystery be the mystery. And the way we're talking about the reincarnation not an issue for us. It's more about what is incarnating every breath here, now. So many words pointing at the same thing. Mm -hmm. I would say the implication on on today's reading is about Seizing the moment. Wow. The importance of the holiness, sacredness, lovingness of this life. Now, it's what I have called, referred to as practical spirituality to be told by the course and by teachers of mine to stick with what you know stick with your experience this beyond a belief this existence right now and it is to be received this is the implication I'm getting this morning receive the gift of this life now and when I was a kid I remember somebody once said that Lincoln's Gettysburg address is still going out into space way out it never leaves so the ability of of this consciousness of ours to resonate with ideas in the present that have never left that I can actually come up with a an invention that is in the here and now revealed so the emphasis of being present. I love it because it's experience, not belief. I'm complete. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve.
Hi, this is Diana, and I'm listening today. I'm babysitting over my grandkids' house, so I'm listening. I don't have anything to go back on except I think when we came to this point in the course, on some level, we decided to be saviors of the world. And by doing that, we have a real commitment to, in our minds, listen to the Holy Spirit and have him direct us with our thinking and our our daily now practices. And that's kind of what I got from all of this. I'm complete. Thank you, Diana. Yeah, this, well, hi guys, this is Lori. And um, Diana, I just heard you say three of my favorite words holy now and purpose. <laughs> holy now and purpose. I was looking back at um, looking back at the beginning of the manual for teachers. And in the section called Who Are Their Pupils? He says, about the pupil and teacher teaching learning situation, he said, the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. God's capital teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of that purpose. And God has promised to send his spirit into any holy relationship. Differences fade and grow dim and disappear, and those who have learned the same course share one interest and one goal. Thus, he who was the learner becomes a teacher of God himself, for he has made the one decision that gave his teacher to him. He has seen in another person the same interests as his own. And uh, I was thinking about that as I listened to uh, the way the words speak to each of us. And what a holy endeavor it is every morning um, that we come together and share how we are touched by the one mind. I just, I can't think of any other uh, situation where we can share those things that touch and guide and direct us most deeply together and how in the sharing of it um, I learned to express you know I'm so touched by um, so many things in this in this reading 
uh, he who transcends the body is tr transcended limitations you know there's no time or space when I'm in touch with my heart mind um, who gives me that God's gifts can rarely be received directly but should anyone be denied healing because of this no no because when we accept the atonement the capital atonement the capital word of God in the sense that uh, in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God uh, the word that proceeds from God creates an image and likeness of himself um, accepting all of that is to accept myself and it's fine and good and well and beautiful to be here now but it's even greater to extend that call and share that devotion and um, learn to express how that has changed my heart mind from how it was before uh, to how it is now and knowing the power of that as it manifests in my brother as it manifests in each of you um, helps me encourages me makes me stronger um, gives me more light so that it becomes easier and easier and easier to shed fear and um, and express gratitude you know gratitude to God he says it's the way the thankful heart the thankful mind remembers it's uh, so beautiful to recognize that well I'll just say straight out my favorite paragraph in this whole reading is in the section does Jesus have a special place in healing at the end of paragraph six turn to one who laid all limits by and went beyond the farthest reach of learning he will take you with him for he did not go alone you were with him then as you are now and so I learned to recognize that his words his thoughts his love are part of my own self and as I become stronger in expressing that the inclusivity of um, God's love becomes more and more manifest in a way that I can recognize and see and learn and love and appreciate embrace and hold to myself he says whenever two or more come together in a teaching learning relationship the teacher capital teacher is there and over and over and over again I learned to recognize that um, birth was not my beginning nor is death anything except an idea I wrote across the face of this life um, every love I ever felt I lost when I remember is still love and still present right here right now 
um, whether or not there's reincarnation is is about like asking me what's my opinion on X. It's hard to have a direct experience. Most most people don't relate to it as a direct experience, but we can relate to Jesus Christ and his humility and his love and his service to love that we can relate to that we can experience in our life every time we share with another person how the unknown touches us and find the words to express that touch we become more and more inclusive ourselves um, I was reading a beautiful, beautiful thing this morning. Um, in Choose Only Love, maybe you've maybe you've heard of it. It's another channeled work, um, and the voice is so familiar. This voice of unlimited consciousness, limitless consciousness, the consciousness of eternity. Um, and in, in that work, he describes the origins of the soul. And when he speaks of the origins of the soul, he says, you are, you are a unique face of love. You know, we're, we're host to God. He counts on us to complete him and be his manifestation here and now. Anyway, he goes on to say, you are a, the unique face of love. Your soul is that unique aspect of God that only you can make known. The unlimited consciousness of Christ is saying, this is why I tell you truly that you are one with God. You are true light. You are holiness personified. You are a soul dancing the dance of creation. When I sit in quiet with a lesson like today, this holy instant I give to you, be you in charge by my request, for I would follow you. Certainly your direction gives me peace. He speaks in my, in my heart mind, often not in words, but with another person, with another child of God, among my holy companions, I learned to express that in words. Sometimes, sometimes not in words, in thoughts that I hear somebody else speak. And I know that that experience is not unique to me. And that's how I understand finally that life is holy. Holy, timeless, and holy, eternal that beginnings are, and endings are stories I wrote across my experience. But like the one who gave us all these words, I can be led to direct experience of the source of them here and here, here and here, here with you. I just can't say how grateful I am. Um, for the opportunity to express holiness the way it speaks in my heart. And I know that experience is not unique either. 
We will change the world when we learn to express and share how we're spoken to in our hearts. Of that, I'm absolutely certain. So I thank you all um, for this place and time and opportunity to share. I'm so very grateful, and I'm complete. Amen. Thank you. Boy, that was brilliant. Thank you, Lori. Yes, we love you, Lori. Thank you so much. Oh, the beautiful thing is that it's not unique. See, um, I wanted to close with just a couple paragraphs, less than 127. There is no love but God's, and all love is His. There's no principle that rules where love is not. Love is a law without an opposite. Its wholeness is the power holding everything as one. The link between the Father and the Son, which holds them both forever as the same. Call to your Father, certain that His voice will answer he himself has promised this, and he himself will place a spark of truth within your mind wherever you give up a false belief, a dark illusion of your own reality, and what love means. He will shine through your idle thoughts today and help you understand the truth of love. In loving gentleness, he will abide with you as you allow his voice to teach love's meaning to your clean and open mind. I bless you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you, for I would learn the joyous lesson that there is no love but God's and yours, mine, and everyone's. What a unique opportunity. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you. Super close.